Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for July 7th, 2022. Yesterday was July 6th, and I told you about my son Joshua's birthday, and a lot of you on social media poured out all kind of love over Joshua. So thank you so much. I really appreciate That means a lot to me. You know, when somebody's good to your kids, obviously that means a lot to you. And so I thank God for Joshua. We thank God for our children. I, for those of you that were setting their faith in agreement with the prayer, we just prayed over your children as well, your children and your children's children. So let's get into the word for this morning. This series is about God's grace in our faith. Everything God does for us, he does it by grace. Grace is unearned, unmerited, undeserved. Everything that we do in response to God's grace, we do it by faith. Say this, say, I am the just and I live by faith. And so everything I do as a believer, everything you do as a believer, we're supposed to do it by faith. And we are laying hold with our faith to God's grace. And we are becoming the men, the women that God has called us to be for such a time as this. This is part 51 of the series. And if, if you missed previous messages, you can get it on the podcast. Just go to your podcast uh, app and type in Rick Pina, uh, subscribe to the Rick Pina podcast, or go to youtube.com forward slash Rick Pina. And all those messages are there for free. There are thousands of messages online available to you for free. So this is God's grace and our faith part 51. The title of today's message is free to live in the Holy Spirit. I'm talking, listen, at the end of the day, the whole message and the gospel of grace is all about this. Jesus came to restore the Holy Spirit to mankind. And now once we're born again, we're born from above, we're filled with the Holy Spirit, and we are free to live in the Holy Spirit. Let's talk about it. Get ready to receive the word. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. If you want to activate your faith real quick, even as I'm about to read the scriptures, you can put in the chat, I am led by God's spirit in all things. That needs to be your declaration of faith. I'm led by God's spirit in all things. In all things, at all times, I am led by God's spirit in all things. All right, so John 1 and 14, John 1 and 17. Yesterday, we looked at Galatians 5, 24 and 25. Let's read these again and then get into the word for this morning. John 1 and 14 says, the word Jesus became flesh. He dwelt among us. We were able to behold his glory. It is the glory of the only begotten of the father who came from the father, full of grace and truth. Jesus was full of grace and truth. John 1 and 17 says, the law was given by Moses on tablets of stone. We know that. And those were rules and, and they made people very religious. But grace and truth came through the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus ushered us into the dispensation of grace, and now we're free to be the men and the women that God has called us to be through the Holy Spirit, by the grace of God. Galatians 5, 24 and 25, the Bible says, keep in mind that we who belong to Jesus, the anointed one, have already experienced the crucifixion. For everything connected with our old self-life was put to death on the cross, and crucified with the Messiah. We must now live in the Holy Spirit and follow after him. So everything from your old life was put to death on the cross with Christ Jesus. You participated in the crucifixion by faith, 
And so now all of that, your old life, say, say, everything that you did, everything that you was, all of that has been put to death. Your old life is gone. You have a new life now. And Paul says, now, because of this new life, we must live in the Holy Spirit and follow after him. Put that in the chat. I live in the Holy Spirit. So I'm, Jesus is my life and I'm living in the Holy Spirit and I'm following after him. So what does this mean for you today? I'm going to focus in on the line. We must live in the Holy Spirit and follow after him. I have two things I want to share with you in this morning, just two major things, but there's a lot of things that I'll say under these two topics. And as I give you these two things, I want you to rid your heart and your mind of all distractions. So two things. Number one, here we go. So God's grace frees you from your past and the limits of your performance. The grace of God frees you from your past and the limits of your performance. Let me explain. So the Apostle Paul tells us that once we are in Christ, the text says our old self-life was put to death on the cross with Jesus. Our old self-life was put to death on the cross with Jesus. That's it. So we are dead. Oh, this is so good. We are dead to whoever we were and whatever we did. Oh my God, that is so liberating. So say that. Say, say, I am dead to whoever I was and whatever I did. And so now I'm not limited by my past. And so I'm dead to whoever I was. I'm dead to whatever I did. My past cannot hinder me anymore. And because my past cannot hinder me, I am free to embrace everything that God has called me to be and do. Everything God has called me to be and do, I'm free to embrace it now because I'm not limited by who I was. I'm not limited by what I did. I'm not limited by my past performance. See, in this world, I've explained this to you before. In this world, they judge your future by your past. I gave you this this uh, analogy before. Let me give it to you again real quick. So let's say, for example, I'm hiring for a position. Uh, I need to hire somebody for this particular position. I say, well, these are the qualifications of the position. Then somebody submits a resume for that position and they get screened by HR. And then HR screens a bunch of resumes and they finally give me somebody and they say, hey, listen, uh, this resume looks good. I already talked to the person. We already did the pre-screen. I think that this person is ready to talk to you. Actually, before they talk to me, they're going to have to talk to a bunch of people on my team before they can get to me. And so they go through all of these interviews. They finally say, Rick, yeah, I think this is a good person. Let them talk to you. Everybody on my team, all the HR people and everybody that screened this person, you know what they were checking? past performance. They were checking, hey, has this person, what have you done in your past? Because what we want is somebody to do something in the future, but we're judging their future by their past. We're, ju we're judging their capabilities or what they can do in the future based on what they have done in the past. And Paul is saying, no, once you're in Christ Jesus, it's a whole new world. All bets are off. It's not like that. Once you're in Christ Jesus, everything you, whoever you was, Whatever you did, that was nailed to the cross with Jesus. And now you're free to live in the Holy Spirit. So when you release the, your past, when you release the guilt, the shame, the condemnation, when you release it all, now you, you open up your heart to whatever the Holy Spirit reveals to you. You're, now you're free to walk into your destiny. You're free to become the man or the woman that God called you to be from the foundations of the world. Now, at first, at first, when you do come to God and, and the Holy Spirit begins to reveal to you the plans that God made for you before the world began, at first, we all feel unworthy. 
<laughs> like, oh my God, I can't do that. Like God, like I'm not, I'm not qualified. I feel, yeah. At first, like, why? Whoa, hey, you know, and why? Because once again, we're bringing this worldly mindset, and then the worldly mindset is, I, I, I prove that that my future performance, I'm qualified by my past performance. And so, so the here's the good news. The good news is God is not holding our past against us. In the kingdom, you can't judge your future by your past. In the kingdom, you have to judge your future by God's grace. So God is calling you into this future. Say this, say, my calling is calling me. So, so when you get up in the morning, you know your calling is calling you. And so God is calling you into your future. And it is a future that he planned for you from the foundations of the world. And he's not calling you into your future because of your performance. He's not calling you into your future because you did everything right. He is calling you into your future by his unearned and amazing grace. Say amen to that. That's the grace life. See, one of the major reasons why I believe the apostle Paul went to such great lengths to teach against living under the law of Moses is because he lived under the law of Moses. <laughs> I mean, he was a Pharisee of the Pharisees, right? I mean, he, he, he was trained in this thing, right? And because he was a Pharisee of the Pharisees, because he studied under Gamaliel, because he was mentored under the law, he knew the rules. And he knew that anyone who lives by the rules are go is going to break the rules. And so, so when, you, when you do break the rules, you feel terrible. You feel terrible, you feel bad, and once if you are religious, if you are rules-based instead of grace-based, you're going to break the rules, and when you do, don't act like you don't. John said in the New Covenant, in his epistles, John said that anyone who claims to be without sin is a liar, and the truth is not in them. So don't try to act like you don't sin. So so if you're rules based, you're going to break the you're going to break the rules. And when you break the rules, you feel terrible and you are susceptible to Satan. Satan is a master of of giving you thoughts that lead you into guilt and shame and condemnation. What what Satan wants to do is get you over into guilt and shame and condemnation. Why? Because when you when you feel guilty, when you're ashamed, when you feel condemned, you run away from God. You don't run towards God. And this is what Adam did. When Adam sinned, immediately, guilt, shame, condemnation. When Adam sinned, his eyes were open. He was, oh my God, we're naked. Before he was clothed with the glory of God, he was so God conscious that he didn't even know that he was naked. And when he, he was like, bam, the Holy Spirit was removed. He was like, oh my God, what am I doing? And he started to cover himself up. See, that's how it is. The devil wants you to, to feel like that. Oh my God, you're running away from God where, where you have to try to cover yourself up. But when you're free from the, the bondage of your past, when you're free from your past performance, <laughs> when you're free from performance-based religion, you are also free to embrace everything that God has called you to do. Because at that point, you know that God is not using you. Look at me, look at me. God is not using you because you're good. Put this in the chat. Say, God only uses me because he's good. And so, so, so it's not that I have to qualify because Jesus qualified for me. It's not that God is using me because of my performance, good or bad. Even if you think your performance is good, that don't matter either. God is using you by his unearned and amazing grace. See, the grace of God helps you to take the focus off of you. See, you got to take the focus off of what you've done or what you failed to do, what you did good or what you did bad. Just take the focus off of you. 
Put the focus on God because at that point, God can use you in a way that far exceeds your wildest dreams because at that point, you finally get to the point, and you've heard me say this many times, this is the late, great Bishop Nate Holcomb used to say this, it's all about him. Your life is actually not about you. It's all about him. If you can get to the point where you detach, disconnect, decouple your faith from your performance, at that point, you know your life is all about him. The Apostle Paul taught a lot about grace. You know why? Because he needed grace. Paul was so free that he was able to glory in his weaknesses. Paul was not saying that he was perfect because he wasn't. Paul acknowledged that he had issues and he had flaws. Paul acknowledged that he was actually a terrorist before he came to Jesus. So Paul was able to glory in his weaknesses. This is 2 Corinthians 12 and 10. In other words, I glory in the fact that despite the fact that I'm not perfect, despite the fact that I'm not good enough, despite the fact that, that in and of myself, I could never be worthy of what God has called me to do. I glory in my weaknesses for when I am weak, then I am made strong. Now I, I give, I let everybody know, everyone everywhere, that Rick Pina is not a self-made man. Rick P, I didn't pull myself up by my own bootstraps. I'm not a motivational speaker. I'm not talking to you about the power of you. Say, I. No, no. I'm not giving you I incantations. No, I'm not saying that you can do this and you, no, I'm saying you can do nothing. I'm saying that in you, you can do nothing, but in him, we can do all things. Glory to God. So no, I'm not talking to you about the power of you. I'm talking to you about the power of God. God has placed his treasure inside of these earthen vessels. Why? So that the excellency of the power and the glory will be of him and not of us. So that it's all about him. It's not about you. It's not about your performance. It's not about you, you thinking you're good or you think you're not, you're not good. It's not about you. So free yourself from your past. Free yourself from the guilt and the shame and the condemnation and the pressure to perform. It's all about him. At the end of the day, it's, it's, it's about you embracing the grace to be who it is that God has called you to be. And the Apostle Paul is a great example of this because he was a terrorist against the church and he came and he was so free. My God, he's, he's writing what he's living. He was so free. He says, your past was nailed to the cross with Jesus. And he was so free that he, read, he wrote this in 2 Corinthians 7 and 2. Paul said, I wrong no man. I haven't done anything wrong to anyone. I have wronged no man. Wait a minute, Paul. You were there. You, you terrorized Christians. I wronged no man. Wait a minute, Paul. You was there by your own admission. You was there when they stoned Stephen. I wronged no man. You weren't old enough. And so you held the coats of the men that were there while they killed Stephen, the first Christian martyr. I wronged no man. Hold on, Paul. You, you, you drove people into Colosseums and they ate them alive and burned people at the stake. And they released lions and tigers and ate people Why? because they named the name of Jesus. And you did that. No, no, I wronged no man. Why? All of that is under the blood. All of that was nailed to the cross with Jesus. He was saying, listen, I'm good. <laughs> I am in Christ. Christ is in me. All the mistakes that I made, nailed to the cross with Jesus. I'm free to be the man that God has called me to be. And this is how we're supposed to live. This is the grace life. You get it? All right. Number two, when you are free, put, put this in the chat. Say, I'm free. 
Glory to God. Just say, I am free. You got to get this down in your heart. You got to be free. You are free. You are free to embrace the grace that God has given you to become the man or the woman that God has called you to be. It's not about your performance. It's not about you being good. It's about the fact that God is good. And so God doesn't bless me because I'm good. God blesses me because God is good. God doesn't bless me because my performance is perfect. God blesses me because God wants to bless me because God is good. And he made plans to bless me from the foundations of the world. And so it's not about me. It's all about him and the church that Amen. Glory to God. All right. Number two, I told you I'm going to give you two things. All right. Number two, when you are free, you can be led by the Holy Spirit without being hindered by guilt or shame or condemnation. Paul said, we must live in the Holy Spirit and follow after him. We're living in the Holy Spirit and following after him. So you cannot do this to the full extent without embracing the grace of God. So said another way, if you if you are a religious person, matter of fact, if you've been watching me for a while, I'm going to get you out of religion. If you've been watching me for a while, your, your religious mindset is going to be renewed, right? But maybe you came to me and you were very religious, but, but you're being delivered from religion. I believe God hates religion. If you're a religious person and you're focused on the rules instead of God's grace, then you'll never be able to do what the Holy Spirit leads you to do. Why? Because you're never going to be worthy. You will never feel worthy of your divine assignment. Listen, God is going to give you divine assignments. He gives you divine assignments all the time. You will never feel worthy of them. Why? Because your performance will never measure up. If you live your life focused on your performance, then you will never feel like you're good enough because God is going to call you to do things that are beyond you. Let me say that again. If you're focused on your performance, you're never going to feel worthy because God is going to call you to do things that exceed your performance. So God's call is always beyond you and your performance. God's call. I, I told you earlier to put in the chat, my calling is calling me, but put this in the chat now. God's call on my life is beyond me. So God's call on my life is beyond me. God's call on my life is bigger than me. God's call on my life is all about him. God's call on my life requires God's grace. So God doesn't force me to rely on him. God leads me to rely on him. And, and when I get to the point where, where, oh my God, there's this calling that's on my life and it's bigger than me. There's this calling on my life and it's bigger than performance-based religion. At that point, all I can do is rely on God, his goodness and his grace, because without God, I can't do it. You got it? So if you, let me say it this way. If, if you can do it without God, or if your life is, is, if in your life you only attempt to do things that are within the limits of your humanity, then you've made Jesus irrelevant. Let me say that again. If, if, if you're living your life and you can live your life without God and you only try to do things that you know how to do and you only attempt things you're comfortable with, and you never are in an uncomfortable state, and you're never like launching out to do something that God is leading you, you only want to do things that you're very comfortable with, and you only want to do things that you know how to do, then Jesus is irrelevant. You're, you're actually not living any different than the people in the old covenant without the Holy Spirit. So, But when you're led by the Holy Spirit, come on now, when you're led by the Holy Spirit, and now the Holy Spirit is going to lead you to, to do things that God planned for you to do from the foundations of the world. But these are things that are far beyond anything you could ever do on your own. These, Listen, this life, the life I'm talking about, the grace life, this life will require God's grace. This life will require 
your faith. This life will require you to be led by the Holy Spirit every second of every day. This life will require you to release guilt and shame and condemnation because the Holy Spirit is going to keep you uncomfortable. I see that, Holly. Yeah, the Holy Spirit is always going to keep you in a in a state. In a, to walk with the Holy Spirit, you have to be comfortable with a certain level of discomfort. To walk with the Holy Spirit, you, you got to be okay with not having all the answers. You got to be okay with not knowing what the heck you're doing half the time. To walk with the Holy Spirit, you, you got to be okay. You got to walk. You got to know that he's not going to give you all the answers. To walk with the Holy Spirit, you can't be one of those people that has to have all, the next 10 years mapped out. Like, you know, you know how there's some people got my short-term goals, long-term goals, got a one-year plan, three-year plan, five-year plan, 10-year plan. If you're one of those people that needs to have the ten, the next 10 years mapped out meticulously with all your details, you're going to have a problem with the Holy Spirit because sometimes you won't know what's going to happen in the next 10 minutes. Sometimes the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit won't tell, I'm telling you. So sometimes he'll reveal things to you. Sometimes he won't. Sometimes he'll tell you something, but he won't give you all the details. Sometimes he'll say, go this way, but he won't tell you what's around the corner. The Holy Spirit, listen, you got to be comfortable with that. For you to live in the Holy Spirit, you got to be free from the limits of your humanity. Paul said, live in the Holy Spirit and follow after him. So, so if you live that way, if you're just, oh my God, I'm going to live in the Holy Spirit. What am I doing today? I'm going to be following after you, God. It may, listen, if you live that way, you're going to live an amazing life. Now, to be clear, I've told you this many times, it's worth repeating. It may not be the life you wanted. If you, if you are led by the Holy Spirit, for real, for real, for real, the life you live may not be the life you wanted. Isabella and I wanted to go to Tampa when we retired from the military. God said, no. God said, Virginia. We said, it snows here. I don't want to live here. God said, I didn't ask you. <laughs> I was like, okay, God. <laughs> right? So like, at, at the end of the day, it may not be the life you wanted. It may not be the life you planned. It may not be the life you put on your vision board. It may not be a lot of things. But at the end of the day, it's going to be the life God wants for you. And I would rather have that life than anything else. It would be the life God planned and you got to be okay with that. You got to be okay with putting God's will above your will. You got to be okay with, with yielding to the Holy Spirit, even when he's leading you to do something that you don't want to do. Because believe me, take it from me, I'm a witness. When you finally start putting God's desires above your desires, putting God's will above your will, living the life of faith to submit and surrender to the will of God for your life, you will live an amazing life. Yeah, yeah you, you live in the Holy Spirit and you follow after him. Come on now, at that point, yes. You're going to operate on levels that you've never operated before. Your God is going to call you to operate on levels that you feel unqualified for. He will lead you to walk into rooms that, that no one in this room looks like me, uh, but he leads you to walk into that room anyway. He will tell you to fund projects that you don't have the money for. He will promote you to operate in positions that you don't have the education or the experience for. The Holy Spirit will lead you into a life that is beyond you, that is beyond your limits. So you can experience the life that he called you to live from the foundations of the world. This is the grace life. It's, it, the only way you can live the grace life is by faith. It's God's grace. It's my faith. God provides the grace. I provide the faith. If you're crazy enough to believe what God believes about you, if you're crazy enough to open up your heart, I'm telling you, then, then you will live an amazing life. Let me close with Ephesians 3 and 20 from the Passion Translation. This is Paul's way of helping you to take the spotlight off of you. I'm going to close with this. You ready? This is what the Bible says. Never doubt. This is the Holy Spirit speaking to you right now. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you 
to accomplish all of this. Think about, stop for a minute. Think about all the things that God has called you to do. Think about what you're doing right now. Think about the fact that you may not feel qualified. Like you, like half the time you like, oh, I don't even know what I'm doing. Like, God, I don't know if I'm good enough for this. I don't know if I'm qualified for this. God, I don't know. I'm struggling with this. God, please don't let me fail. God, please don't let me look stupid. Okay, let me, let me repeat what the Bible says. You ready? Never doubt, I'm speaking to your spirit. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you to accomplish all of this. This is God's plan, not yours. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request. He will achieve more than your most unbelievable dream. He will exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you by the Holy Spirit. Remember, it's not about you. It's all about him. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Man, this is one of those messages. I know I, I try to take my time. I try to teach, but this is a good word. This is something you might need to listen to again. Get this down in your spirit. Share this with your friends. Speak this over your life. Say, Father, I am in Christ. Christ is in me. Everything I am, everything I'm not, is all in you. I am free of guilt, shame, and condemnation. My past was nailed to the cross with Jesus. Even my current limitations are not an issue for you. I am truly free. I have no guilt, no shame. The enemy has no power over me. When he tells me that I'm not worthy, <laughs> I let him know that I already got over it. Jesus made me worthy. I am who I am by your grace. I do what I do for your glory. I am led by your spirit every second of every day. I know your goodness towards me is not contingent upon my performance towards you. So I am free to be the man or woman that you call me to be, and I declare that I will. Living this way, I know, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow, I'm gonna have another one. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please and you want my notes, go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Put this in the, in the chat. Holy Spirit, lead me today. And, and, and so as you're led by the Holy Spirit, you're living in the Holy Spirit, you're following after him. As you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you, you will become the man, the woman that God has called you to be. Do me a favor, two things. Leave me some comments in the chat. If this message was a blessing to you, I'd like to read those. Share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you, and God loves you more. Have an amazing day, and I'll see you tomorrow morning, which is a Friday, and I love Friday, so I know it's going to be good. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content, and you would like to learn more about our ministry, or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button 
all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc. all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabella and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit. I'm addressing things uh, as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.